Hello, winners, and welcome once again to the Wrong Button Podcast, the show where we talk all things nerd, most things video games, and generally anything that tickles our fancy. And Tyler! My fancy has been tickled. Oh, my fancy has been tickled, too. I hope you're ready for Rebels Season 5. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Live action. Yes! Why does the animation look different? <laughs> <laughs> So, for those of you guys who are unaware, uh, today is August 23rd. This podcast will be airing uh, roughly about 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, August 24th, to talk about Ahsoka, the first two episodes. I thought they were fantastic. I was going to say that off the top of the show. I'm going to start that off the top of the show because, as Mrs. Play will say, I'm going to steal a direct quote from her, this was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, I'd say that's right, honestly. Um, so I took I took notes because it was the two hour premiere. Uh, I stayed up extra late for for me and an eight p.m. bedtime boy um, uh, to to watch this, and then came home a little bit early from work to do this with you. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and get into uh, the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Yeah. All right. So off the top, the first thing that really struck me uh, about the show is how gorgeous it is um something about like the set design um you know seeing lethal for the first time in live action it is gorgeous um i you know i really i really think that they made a lot of interesting choices with with how they i guess um set up the show like i think there were a couple of interesting points but tell me tell me your thoughts like through the first episode so through the first episode i'm gonna start with the screen, screen crawl mm-hmm. because it was red very clone wars uh season eight reminiscent yes and starting off the show with this screen crawl that i don't think we've seen since the first season of the mandalorian i i think you'd be right yeah i yeah i think it was in the first season of the mandalorian but it wasn't in any of the subsequent seasons i could be wrong um, I need to go back and watch those first episodes. But the fact that the show started, it started a Star Wars movie. I had the screen crawl. I had the ship. And then it immediately went into, it, it immediately went into, okay, well, what's going on? And it, it to me, it showed off where the universe is at as far as what people know and the, I almost want to say like politicking yeah, uh, that it, that is going on in, in a, in a way because we start off and it's, it feels like it should be an Imperial starship. Yeah. I can see where you're, where you're feeling like that. It definitely had the, uh, the look of one of the transports of um, what the rebels were escaping Hoth with, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. From the original. Not the calamari like medical frigate, but it, it started to round off, but it was still very triangular. Yeah. And I, I was looking at that. I was like, this is and then you go inside and it's like, oh, OK, it's like this is a New Republic ship. And I was like, oh, this is this is where we're starting. And then to start off with, we're receiving codes. Uh, sir, because there's another ship approaching the ship and you learn it's a prison transport. And and we just like we just go ham, and it, it's it's so much so that like the, the captain of the bridge is like is like okay, well, who's hailing us? Ah, uh, they're 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 older codes, sir. 
but they, they check, check out. <laughs> I knew right when they said, oh, it's an old Jedi clearance code. And I was like, that's not Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka wouldn't be out here using some old Jedi clearance codes. It's um, it's uh, our lovely new antagonist, Balin, um, played by the late, great Ray Stevenson, by the way. Him and his, uh, him and his beard, by the way. Beautiful. I wish man. I could. I wish I could grow a square jawed beard like me that. too. God, it must be nice. It yeah. must be nice. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely think it shows a, a big, a big point as to where the new Republic's at, at this point in time. Um, I don't think it gave you a, a rough estimate as to how long it's been since the fall of the empire, like the battle of Jakku. Did it, did it give you like a, like a date? So I don't think it did. It doesn't that I'm going to say, and this is Mrs. Play and I both thought that this was the, the laziest writing of almost any Star Wars thing that I've seen mm-hmm. was the governor of La Falls giving a speech. Yeah. And he says several years ago, the Imperial fell thanks to Commander Bridger and Commander Sabine Wren. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean several years? Like, that You're not going to give me a, a time point, like an anniversary date. Yeah, that's fair. That is very lazy writing. And to me, I was like, I was like, you guys, I, I don't know if you were trying to do that by this, but I felt personally that that was that the, that that was like the, the the lowest point of it. So we don't know where it's at, but because of it all, I'm if I had to take like a, a soft stab in the dark, um. I'm going to say it's been at least somewhere in the neighborhood of five years, maybe 10. I was going between eight and 10. Yeah. Um, not quite because I think it would said a decade. And so several I'm thinking, OK, it's not it's not three or four. Yeah. And we we had to we've established some other things that we'll, we'll get to that have happened in between that. Exactly. Yeah. That make me think it's it's between like eight and 10. Shout out to uh, the New Republic having an entire ship just for Morgan Elspeth. I always say this in Star Wars because I feel like this happens. You have to place a main character on a prison ship if you don't want it to get taken out. Uh, because if you go back to the last season of The Mandalorian, you know, you had, um, you know, you had Moff Gideon's prison transport get got when he was on his way to trial. The second the scroll, the scroll said, um, you know, she's on her way to trial. Morgan Elspeth is. I immediately knew that yeah, she's not going to make it to that trial. Who makes it to a new Republic trial in this universe? Nobody. Yeah, I don't. So if you did you read the Ahsoka book or listen to it? Um, the one by uh, e, well, E.K. Johnston, right? I About think so. Ahsoka's time in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. Yes. Great Where book. It talks Great about book. like it, it's the first time we it, it canonizes how we get white lightsabers and what happens yes. to the crystals. OK. Um. Yeah, that was I, I remember listening to it when it came out because it's read by Ashley. Yes. Uh, which to me was ju- is just the, if you're going to do it. It's one of the few books I'm like, no, just do the audiobook, You're fine. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the prison transport and then the other thing I like is the opening scene when we see, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, it was it was Balin, but I can't remember his first name now. Um, what was his name? You just said it, Balin. Balin Skull. Skull, yeah. So, yeah, I had to I had to look it up for a second. I was blanking. Um, I love how reminiscent, one, 
it was literally like the start of episode one, like on a ship here to like do some negotiating. And then uh, two. Well, the negotiations were short. <laughs> the. Every one of their movements. Felt more reminiscent of episode four, five and six. And I got to say, I'm actually very excited to have the slower, heavier movements of the of, of that era. Like I know, I know Duel of Fates is great. I know the battle. Yeah. It, it, and Mustafar, it, it is so great, iconic, and watching like the flurry and you. But I was I was really excited because it, it, he's very close. Like they're they're aiming center mass because you don't you know shoot to kill or you don't like shoot to wound you shoot to kill yeah and so he's and it, it made so much sense for how he was blocking and it looked very efficient it looked very uh like he, he wasn't expending as much energy and it was also like you are practiced you're flying a jedi code and his opening thing where he goes i'm not a jedi yeah yeah you're right about one thing that's yeah but i don't think he's a sith no um we're definitely being introduced to uh, almost like a bent. I I wouldn't quite say that they're the ones in the middle, like Bendu from Star Wars Rebels, but they're they're not completely dark. I would say like fallen. Yeah, fallen like fallen Jedi. Fallen Jedi, like not dark Jedi, not Sith, but like fallen Jedi. Mm-hmm. I would still put Ahsoka, like she's just on the other side of that spectrum. Yeah, on the <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum, that's in the middle between the two actual sides of the spectrum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they they are actually on the. If spectrum. we could draw you a scale. Uh, in audio form, we would, guys. It would be, be on your left, you'd have, like, white. On the right, you'd have <laughs> black. In the middle, there'd be gray. And Ahsoka would be on one side of gray. <laughs> uh, I think that opening scene also really showed where the New Republic's at from a, from an ego standpoint. You know, um, what was really set up, not not well, but with the sequel trilogy, is that you see the New Republic's like, oh, we beat the Empire. You know, we're... We're great. Nothing's nothing's going to kill our our fragile peace. Yes. You know? um, and I think a lot of that was embodied in the captain of that ship. He's sitting there. He's like, oh, I'm calling their bluff. These guys aren't Jedi. And it's like you go down there, limited security detail, and you choose to receive these people thinking that, like, this is a New Republic vessel. Like, you can't do anything to us because we're the New Republic now. And obviously they were, uh, you know, I think they were proven wrong a little bit. I think they were proven wrong, and but I, I also I was also like, well, how many times does this happen? Like Jedi robes, they're not they're like it's a distinct look, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's that hard to recreate in this universe. Now put on a robe and you're you're gold. Yeah, put yeah. on a robe and you're and you're fine. So I, I was really excited for uh, uh I was really ex- excited for for that and the fact that it's their armor wasn't Clone Wars armor. No. It was nice, though. But it was reminiscent of, like, no, we have been, we, we like, he fought in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And his, I, I think his Padawan has on some, some Beskar. Like, her, her, the silver on her. Kind of looked like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and her, uh, his Padawan, I don't know if you caught this, too, but also had the Padawan, the classic Padawan braid um, as well, which I thought was really interesting. Another key point between being brought up as a Sith or a Jedi. It's like, obviously Balin's raising his Padawan 
with Jedi teachings, but almost um, Ryan Airy from Screen Crush said it best, like with a different objective in mind. Uh, shout out Ryan Airy and Screen Crush, best YouTube channel ever. But oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> besides ours, besides ours. Hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, I guess I hit the wrong button there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no. So I thought that entire opening scene was interesting, and then you you flash right over to Ahsoka exploring some what looked to be originally as uh, Jedi ruins. And then um, obviously we're not Jedi ruins. Yeah. I, so the way the, so she's exploring some ruins. One, her getting into the, uh, getting into the ruins that will never not be sexy. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to, I'm also going to plagiarize that from Mrs. Play. Like, like just the lightsabers down, the throwing her arms around and then like, pulling them back to catch them in yep. like the same hand. Yep. And then just, Oh, that will never not be a sexy. Empress. Ahsoka inherited the flashiness from Anakin. Okay. Oh, she, like you can, you can never not tell me that <laughs> she, she did. She totally did. Um, I almost too. She was in the middle of a video game quest. I like hundred percent. It felt like, uh, it felt like uh fallen order. Um, yeah. When you're on, what was the planet? Zeppo. Zeppo. Yeah. Yeah. Felt like a Zeppo arc right there. And and she's she's adjusting it. She's lining things up. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at Mrs. Play. I'm like, this is she's just playing the game right now. She's not like <laughs> this is just a soak of the video game we didn't get. Yeah, I sat there and I was like, I could do that. Put me put me right in that in that little cavern. I got it. Yeah. Um. I, so the the way the sphere looked, it. I know you haven't played much of uh, Survivors yet, mm -mm. but they have. I have been. I just started you guys as a. Let's play of it though. Okay. Um, last week, but yeah. So I'm getting there. I'm I'm learning every step of the way with you guys. The um, did you get to this? Have you seen us get to the second planet yet? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, spoiler, not spoiler. Like, oh my god, there there are uh, there are things like reminiscent of what the Zepho had. Mm -hmm. And if you remember the first game, they had those balls of power. It looked like someone had shrunken down like one of their like balls that was going around. Or a very Mrs. Play actually said like early age holocron. Yeah, and yeah, no, oh, that's a great way to to interpret it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, so it's like a, a Zeppo thing, and Mrs. Play's like, oh no, it's like the thing from the end of the game that had the list of kids. And I was like, but those are those are square. And then you open it up, and no, she's she's one hundred percent right. Like yeah. it's it's a a another. Oh, this is hard to say. Like species, races, holocron. Yeah, another <laughs> way for another artifact. There you go. Yeah. Um, but that was cool. And then the, that was, that was, that was really awesome seeing, seeing that, seeing her find it. And then the droids attack. Yeah. She comes up, the droids are just sitting there, um, which were HK models, which were another really cool, uh, callback to, you know, KOTOR, the old Republic. Yeah. I, I, cause one of those things I'm like, are we, are we trying to like extra soft cannon this until we can like remake kotor floney is the king of, of soft cannon he he will he's bringing back everything slowly but surely it, i'm actually and, and kotor is so far back that it can't really fuck up the cannon no or mess at all cannon. yeah um yeah the, the hk models at, just dropping back down on the hole and then just yeah <laughs> i sat i sat there watching i was like how did they not see this coming she has lightsabers yeah, but 
if they didn't see her go in or they're like, oh, she cut at an opening, like you don't know what's down there. But you're right. No, that was just yeah. that was really Oh, she was so quick with it too. Yeah. One droid, two droid. There, there they go. Um, obviously makes quick work of the um of the first two droids. And can we talk about their self-destruct mechanisms though? It made me think of the uh, what was the planet with the Roly people from Clone Wars? With the um the rolly people. Yeah, they were they were like they were like the, the ferrets or the os the, the bush babies, but they could roll and the droids were gonna test the new Oh um yeah, the the uh the weapon that was um on the tank that could kill organic matter. Yeah, it was nothing more than like like super napalm. Yeah. But that's what it because when it explode out, Mrs. Plays looking, I'm like I'm like, no, that's from the Clone Wars. Like I think that's some like illegal stolen war tech. Yeah. And that's what that's what they were using. Yeah. That was massive. You know, you know, she was she was running, she was running from the ruins. I guess she's encountered these droids and their self uh, destructing mechanisms before at some point. Um, but I, I'm also thinking she's a veteran. Like, oh, yeah, true. She's fair. A vet and she's like, she's like, oh, that's that's five of the. Yeah, I'm just getting out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's she's getting out of the ruins. She calls for uh, Professor Huang, which so excited for him to be back. Um, you know, I was, we've talked about him a lot. When the trailers dropped, we, I think we talk about him, you know, incessantly. Uh, a, one of the coolest droids to ever be assembled. Seventy-five <laughs> percent original part. Yes. Hey, he will not let you forget that. I, oh, seeing him come back, seeing them literally just be like, "Hey, you know that kid shit?" Well, it's not really. Yeah, not actually, buddy. And we're pulling it in. Um, which is another thing i wanted to touch on real quick is that how confusing do you think ahsoka must be for the more mainstream star wars uh you know fans for those who don't really dabble into the animation which you should you 1000 percent should there if you give everything the first season clone wars the first two season rebels the first season to be a kid show before you get into the really the meat and potatoes of it before before it becomes like hey come for the star wars stay for the political intrigue um (laughs) yeah i I would you know what i don't i don't know and i sent this to you i said i thought i sent you um the meme but it was you've seen back to the future right yeah the the point where he's back in back in time when he's at having dinner and they're watching this oh i know this one you know this is you know a classic where this happens they go it's just airing and instead, it, it says, oh, you know, George Lucas, like, oh, is this, this is a classic for you guys called The Clone Wars. And it's like, well, I guess you guys really aren't ready for that yeah. yet. But your kids are going to love it. Love it, yeah. So it's one of those things where I could see it being confusing because it's all there. And mm-hmm. people being people being people going like, I don't want to watch an animated show, the stigma, kids show, things like that. But at the same time, OK, who's this droid? He knows them. And he, and as you'll learn, he knows lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting that to get revealed, but also like, I fought with your father during the Clone Wars. The fuck are the Clone Wars? Like, True. You know, we didn't know until episode two. Yeah. So that's kind of a throwaway line in a movie from what? When did the original? 1977. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kick, kick, kicking off an entire generation of this. Yeah, I I try not to think about that because it breaks my brain a little bit. Yeah, no, um, 
I think Filoni did a really good job of introducing a lot of Easter eggs and people we've seen, whether it be Huang, Ryder Zadi, Hera. Shout out Hera, by the way. Um, and also shout out the casting choices of this of this show because they are amazing. Did, yeah. gr- did great work on the casting department. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop something. So one, Hera is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead yeah. Ramona fucking Flowers is in this bitch. And I'm so excited. Like I saw, I was like, I can see it in her cheeks. I and can see her cheekbones. And it's so funny because uh, watching it last night made the comment of Sabine being almost like a Ramona Flowers of Star Wars. And just like in the event, like the hair changes all the time. Like yeah. The, the, um, the personality that's um made that connection almost immediately when i was watching this show. i was like wow i was like and also uh the the rock music on the on the speaker yeah as she's like going down lothal's highway I'm like, am i watching scott pilgrim right now like it, it felt very much like we because we we get the we have the 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 i'm gonna say big band is what it always was it was big band and it was jazz yep for the original series mm-hmm. and in this one it's like well, no, we just grew up with people who would have went through a war. Where's my punk rock? Where's my anarchy? Yeah. But throwing out there, the um, the governor of Lothal. Ryder Azadi. Ryder Azadi was played by Clancy Brown, mm-hmm. who played Ryder Azadi yeah. in Rebel. It was just one of those things. I'm like, holy, like Mr. Krabs is reprising his role. Yep. <laughs> and he, the model looked so good in the show. that I, like the minute I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, you're back. I, I did, didn't even need to be introduced. Yeah. And then I just love Clancy Brown. Like, shout outs, Clancy Brown. But yeah, no, that you're right. The casting for this, oh, amazing! Like deserves ten million stars. Like whoever that casting director is, give give that person a raise. Um, yeah, no. But getting back to, I guess the, the storyline of the of the first episode, because you you know you and I, we like to go on our little tangents. We've kept it very like we, we're trying. We're try- I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Back um, on the story. <laughs> uh, actually, I guess it. It gets to introducing uh, Sabine, which is right where we are. Huh. Yeah, Sabine. yeah, you're right. Hey, yes. hey, look at us on task. Um, Before we go to Sabine, though, they just took the art out of Rebels, put it on the back and said, oh, well, it's a it's an artist rendition. Yeah. And it was just it, you're like that. It fits so perfectly. It does. Fits great. I can never get over how Zeb looks in that mural, though. He, just, he looks so goofy. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, but the ceremony, obviously Sabine doesn't show up, which is a classic Sabine move because, you know, she was never the greatest at public speaking. Not really. A little bit um, of PTSD, yeah. A little bit. And, you know, I think it's fitting that she doesn't show up to, like, a celebration or a, what was it, a anniversary? It was like, like the they anniversary called it? commemoration, yeah. yeah. I guess because in her mind, the it's not done yet, you know? As long as Ezra's still out there somewhere... Mm-hmm in this galaxy or another um there's not like you know there's, there's nothing to celebrate kind of reminds me of kobe bryant back in the day he got interviewed he was up in the finals i think it was like two or three one um he's like how do you feel being in this moment he's like job's not finished like you see the job's not finished that's that's sabine right now she's yes. like i this i'm not celebrating anything until i get my friend back in air quotes friend or back. or at least confirmation yeah I, I want one of I want cl- closure is what she needs, and I feel like that's what I mean. That is what this show is going to turn into. Yeah, this show is going to be nothing but a giant allegory for closure. Um, I hope so. Anyway, I need my closure. Uh, when 
so and the reason we get introduced to Sabine is because the, Ahsoka recovers the artifact mm-hmm. and Huang can't figure it out. Yep. And so Ahsoka does what a good one does. She calls phones a friend. She calls Hera. And we introduce to Hera. And and Hera doing her best pawn shop impression <laughs> impressions like, oh, I, I know, I know a guy. I know a girl who's an expert in in ancient artifacts related to art. <laughs> and I thought that that was. I, I, I thought that that was a really cool way to then introduce you to Sabine, which and it's one of those you, you, you can see that there was a history there. Something we haven't seen between, you know, in the time gap. Yeah. And but even still, like you don't see that if you were to watch Rebels, you still wouldn't know about that Mm -hmm. history, which I thought was a really nice added touch. So, yes, if you watch Rebels, I think you're going to enjoy this show. But this is also where I'm going to say, hey, if you haven't watched any of that stuff, don't worry about it. We will sit here and we'll we'll walk you through who everybody was. Yes. and so to introduce us to Sabine Wren and her character being like this, this artist. But then like when she goes to her room and you get to see the low cat, which shout outs to her having a low cat in her room. Who's a puppet? The most. I just I just want to look like a low cat now. Honestly. Oh, that's all Mrs. Oh. Play wants. Just sitting, just sitting around, you know, getting some food, sleeping all day. Being a cat. Being a cat. <laughs> all with all. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that was fantastic. But then when she, she goes to her room, you see a very familiar shape, especially if you've watched the Mandalorian and like the Mandalorian, you see a Mandalorian helmet. Yeah. Under the desk. Yeah. Or I guess table, desk table, whatever it is, but it's sitting there. And I thought that that was it. it, One, it's covered in shadow. So you literally have shadowing foreshadowing. Um, yeah, it's in the foreground and it's in shadow. Like that's a, yeah, just maybe, um, but I thought that was a really good way to introduce her. And then for fans of Rebels, you had. I am not convinced that the scene where Ahsoka flies in is literally not straight out of the, the animated series. Oh, no, it totally is. 100% but, is. But I think like they might have changed the color saturation. Yeah. I think they just reused that and changed some color saturation. Yeah, and that's going to I think that's actually going to get. I think it shows uh, where we're where we're at more of a and more of like a I guess in like a chronological sense because at the end of Rebels you have Ahsoka coming back to see Sabine and then they go off to find Ezra like yes. that's the ending of the of the show and I always thought that leading into Ahsoka we were going to pick off pick up right where we left off right at that spot yes but obviously through these first two episodes, that scene comes at the very end of the second episode. So really these first two episodes are set up to what is happening at the end of rebels. Like that is, that's like the kicking off point. Does that make sense? So I don't think so. You don't think so. So I think the end of rebels was let's say comfortably two years later. Okay. Because it talks about the end, the fall of the empire. Yep. Sabine goes back because she can't figure out where Ezra is. Mm. And Ahsoka comes in because she's wearing white. Typical Ezra. And she has the staff. And she doesn't have that here. So I think that that was her coming in. Originally? Originally. I- she came in 
said, hey, we're going to go find him. I'm going to teach you how to be a Jedi because I don't think a Jedi is a force user. I think Jedi is a person that knows what's right and wrong. Goes where they're needed. And is willing to do what it takes to help people out yeah. and not just allow suffering to exist. Ahsoka, make the Jedi Order great again. Oh, God, 2024. Yeah, Ahsoka. <laughs> Ahsoka, 2023, 2024. Make the Jedi great again. Um, yeah, no, that's that's an, a good take on it. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm with you 100%. I think I think we'll be we'll see who's who's right in the third episode when she it was kicked off. black in this one and she, she didn't have the staff like everything. Hey, it could have just been a stylistic choice by Filoni. I'm, 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 I'm tell, but, but hey, you know, we'll, we'll find out, though. OK, we'll find out. I'm not 100 percent on 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 the train, but I, I see where you're where you're going with it. But maybe she, maybe it's just a different. I I just think that the scenes were too, too similar. Or I guess maybe I am on the train with you. And this is the place for them to meet again and and kick. OK, yeah. I, All the, right. The first time you, you is, guys are you guys she, are seeing me like change my mind here in real time. The, the first time she became the Padawan mm-hmm. and then she. That failed. Yep. And all we know is there's history. And we get like the fact that Ahsoka took on a Padawan and Ahsoka's big thing is. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is. For her to take on a Padawan is clearly her saying, you know what, there are some traditions that need to be kept from the yeah. Jedi Order. And I, I think this is where with uh with, with uh getting his name because I'm doing that Balin Skull. I think this is where we're really going to see like offshoots of the foil of yes, this guy's doing something dark and a little bit more sinister mm-hmm. and Ahsoka's not, but they're both saying, no, these are core concepts that are good. Yeah. They're two pieces of the same puzzle. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Or they for came it. from the same machine basically. Yes. Different approaches, but yeah. Uh, Sabine, 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 Sabine in, in this episode, I don't think I've ever watched an adaptation from a live action character to an animated character, but it felt exactly like watching Sabine in her, uh, in her attitudes. She, her eyes and how she like, like her mouth, like she does a lot of the things where it's like the the side eye of Sabine or the like, yep. You're right. When she was uh, when she was stealing the the key, the artifact. Uh, do we have the orb? Yeah. The circle. The artifact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Ahsoka was like, "Yeah, you're not taking it off the ship, but nice try," and you could just see the the look that Sabine gives, and I was like, "Ah, I've seen this look a million times. She's going to take this off the ship." <laughs> and um, not, not even because plot, but because this is who her character yeah. <laughs> is. Because we've watched the previous series. Yeah. For all the watchers of Star Wars Rebels, you know. Sabine and Ezra get into a lot of hijinks that way. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you can obviously see the tension between Sabine and Ahsoka, the tension that only comes from a master and a Padawan. Yeah. Uh, you could see it a lot within Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship during the Clone Wars. It's a lot of resenting the master because you don't think the master's right. 
uh, spoiler alert, most times the master is right. You know? So if you say don't take an orb from a ship, then don't take an orb from a ship. However, Sabine does. Uh, takes takes it back to the communications tower, which I love that's where she's living after uh, after Rebels, by the way. Yeah. You know, because this is a place where Ezra made his home on Lothal during the Empire's occupation. Um, lived there before he uh, he became involved with Phoenix Squadron and all that. So I think it's a nice it it really displays how Sabine hasn't really moved on from everything, which is why you say that Ahsoka is going to provide you know closure. I hope. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, but I was going to say that, you know, I understand why she took the artifact because I also am somebody who needs to be able to think freely in a space that's my own. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ahsoka said not to take it, but I also would have taken it in that scenario. No, sorry, Ahsoka. My bad, but. Yeah, I didn't see a coffee machine on that ship. I, I don't, I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. And sometimes a cat yeah. just being on your chest makes you think better. Exactly. Um. I, I do have one thing that I want Dave Filoni to answer. Yeah. And I think Dave Filoni needs to answer for this. Mm-hmm. How far is the distance from the communication tower to Lafal? Because I feel like it changes based on the episode. All the time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's doing Speeder like speed, maybe. 110 yeah. down the highway. Yeah. A little bit faster. And it, it feels like it's taking inappropriate long. Ahsoka comes in a spaceship. And it feels like it takes inappropriately long. The spaceship part I really thought was long. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, shouldn't she have been there already? Yeah. Um, but yeah, her taking the, her taking that back, and then I like the fact that the other the other thing we're getting closure for, and that has been alluded to uh, in, in the, and I'm I'm guessing this is all. I, if I had to bet, I think this is an eight-episode series. Something like that, probably. I'm betting every trailer will be done by episode four. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And so, a good amount of it, I think, was done with the, within the first two episodes. Yeah, so. the the only thing we're missing is is the fight is is, is the the fight between Jedi and Sith. Yeah. Um. But uh, or fallen Jedi. The fallen whatever Jedi. You, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever they call them, they'll call themselves something eventually. But or they'll get labeled something. Yeah. But um. I like the fact that the other thing that we're also gonna we're gonna tangle with and gonna dabble slightly in the second episode is Ahsoka never got closure. No. So and I really thought she would have made peace with this with everything by now, but she did not. And I think this is where because I, I would say that in in Rebels, and so spoiler for Rebels, guys, when Ahsoka has to face Darth Vader and she learns who Darth Vader is. I I'm getting goosebumps just think that is there are a few moments in Star Wars that give me goosebumps and that is the one every time. The the mass crack hearing and I, I thought they did it super well in Obi-Wan as well where hey that's Hayden Christensen's voice. No, that's the actor for Anakin from from Clone Wars, the one that Ahsoka would have blended known. with Darth Vader, yeah. And then James Earl Jones. Um, yeah, I, ah. I, I'm sitting here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But so she in that moment, I'm talking about Ahsoka. So in in Obi Wan, Anakin absolves 
Kenobi. Absolves Ben, right? Yeah, of any blame. Of any blame. Gives him the quote of, I did this. This is me. This is who I am. Which allows, you know, Ben to sit there and say, hey, from a certain point of view, I was right. Uh, By the way, the point of view was your dad's. But from a certain point of view. (laughs) Neither here nor there. But I, in thinking back to Rebels, it was join me. Ahsoka, join me again. And then other than that, though, it was it was no, I, I can't do that. I, I'm going to I have to save you. I have to do something. And he's just like, you're still that stubborn kid. And 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 for all intents and purposes, kills her. Mm-hmm. And that and that is how that stopped. Um, so she still never got to say goodbye to Anakin. No. And I think that's that's what eats her. She 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 didn't save Anakin. She talks about walking away from him like I never completed my training. I walked away from it all and tried to say this is not who I am. And it wasn't until the arc that everyone hates in, in the final season of Clone Wars with the, the, the two sisters. Oh, the Martez sisters, Martez sisters. But I think what was so important to that is they were they when they found out who she was, they're like, no, you are what a Jedi is to us. You are someone who comes in, notice something wrong and you do the right thing because mm-hmm. that's the right thing to do. And going back to it, because she talks about, you know, they were the whole tension between Sabine and Ahsoka is Ahsoka walked away from Sabine as the master this time, not the apprentice. Yeah. And if you want to foil that back to rebels, when Ezra, they go to see Shakti. They go to find Shakti. No, it was like Luminara. Was it Luminara? Yeah, it was Luminara. It was the, Luminara. In the, in the beginnings, yeah. Yeah. And so messed up, by the way. Yeah. And, but Kanan's like, I, I'm going to get you to this master because I'm not a master. I, I, I can't do this. I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. And he sits down and he, he looks at Ezra after, after fighting everything with the, the Grand uh, Inquisitor and sitting down. And. He looks at him and goes, you know, Master Yoda used to say something all the time, which is do or do not. There is no try. I never understand it. So, yes, I'm going to train you. I am going to fail. You are going to fail. We are going to fail together. But we're going to go through this. Yeah. And I I think that's really like, once again, we're getting to like a a closure thing where. Kanan internalized like a a good thing there. But Ahsoka has got this kind of like fragmented portion of it and that past of her failing and walking away when as a padawan you know her her life failed her 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 family everything failed her and she walked away and so she she kind of did it too and, and so we're getting let's get closure closures could be the theme of this entire thing <laughs> but yeah so i'm all, all that to say is i i think ahsoka going back and her entire thing was to be right. Master and apprentice hurt and betrayal. But now we're seeing it from Ahsoka, seeing it from Anakin's perspective to Sabine. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully said. Thank you. Way. Um, got me. You have me in my feelings here for a moment. <laughs> um, I also think that's what happens when you put two very extremely stubborn, hard headed personalities together, Anakin and Ahsoka. Ahsoka and Sabine. 
Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I always forget how hard-headed Ahsoka was in the beginning um, because her character growth over the Clone Wars subsequently in Rebels was a thing of beauty. Uh, what we'd love to call a Dave Filoni masterclass, if you will. Um, Especially after the, the animated movie. I was telling Nicole, I was like, I don't think I've made her watch the animated movie or we started to, and she's like, this is bad. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And that's why we watch Clone Wars and then we get to the Battle of Christopolis. Yep. Good. <laughs> um. Yeah, I remember, dude. Yeah, I remember the Clone Wars movie coming out in two thousand eight, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, this is interesting, but okay. But I was also like eleven when it came out, so like it was a little cooler to me still because it was like Star Wars, and you know there were clones everywhere and, mm-hmm. and battles and Obi Wan being Obi Wan. Um, but no, back on topic. I mean, it's hard. It it was hard seeing Ahsoka turn away from somebody like that, and then also not admitting that she turned away mm-hmm. in that beginning. Like obviously uh, give credit to Sabine. Like she tried to confront it, but obviously, you know, things didn't come to a head until later in the second, in the second episode, but let's get to the, the big part of the first episode, uh, a lightsaber duel between mm-hmm. Sabine and Balin's apprentice, which for some reason, her name is escaping me right now. I don't think they, I think it's in the book. If it's the same apprentice, and because Balin is the is the is from heir to the Empire, yeah. Um, so yeah, feel free to Google that. Uh, can, can we actually? We're gonna back up thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. How confused were you? Oh boy. Oh yes. When Ahsoka said Sabine was her apprentice at one point, so confused because uh, mm. Rebels made it very apparent that Sabine did not was not force sensitive. Yes. You know, Kanan Kanan said it himself. Which also, Kanan was never mentioned in any part of uh, the show, which I was a little sad about. Also, Hera, I know you're, I know you're a big time general. Where's, where's your, your kid? Where's your son? <laughs> her her son would be a perfect timestamp for us to like, like, oh, her son's like seven or eight. Like, <laughs> he's in preschool. Uh, okay, how uh, like five, six years. Um. <laughs> yeah well, she's just popping around doing general stuff you're so right like where do you have a like do you have a sitter for for what <laughs> no. uh jace right it was yeah jace yeah. yeah who's also a great pilot yeah, this is a mrs play question what what, ha- what what happened to her when she was uh when she was young and her parents were because her her dad was in the military she's a she's she's a navy brat she, she would know i wouldn't um but but i that to me was Shin Hati. They did say it in, in Ahsoka, by the way. That's uh, Shin Hati. The, okay. Yeah. So because of because of you, this is just all, all credit to Tyler here. Uh, on my original watch through of Obi Wan, I watched it with no subtitles, mm-hmm. and I've started watching everything now with subtitles. Oh, I because missed, of the stormtrooper yeah. uh, scene. Yeah, that was that, and so that's that's what <laughs> really sparked it. And I watched so much sub stuff on anime, but uh, yeah. So her saying that she was an apprentice, like it threw me. Because Mrs. Play, like I was explaining to her, I was like, I was like, well, you remember I told you about the Mandalorians and Mandalore going from like old Republic, and I'm like, but we, when she's when Kanan's training her and she's fighting Ezra, she uses like the whip, and the other Mandalorian goes, we're not Jedi, yeah, so we have to use other things to do that yeah, to compensate, which and, the Mandalorians always compensate well. So and Kanan sits there and goes, there's a reason why you guys lost, and I'm which like, <laughs> and I'm like. All right, dude, it's a bit of an asshole. You won so you can say it, yeah. but you're still a bit of an asshole. Yeah. He's right. Yes, but that being said. Don't gotta say it, but yeah, he's right. 
But that being said, like, it, it was something where I'm like, and that's where it took me a little bit to click where it was. No, Ahsoka realizes a Jedi is not a force user. A Jedi is a person who goes out and does what's right. Yeah, it's a true meaning of yeah. what a Jedi is about. Um, but yeah, that, that totally confused me. Go ahead. We're going to the lightsaber duel because that was, yeah, that was uh, terrible. Well, also, now I have to back up 30 seconds, too, because before the yeah. duel, um, with the help of Star Wars coffee and a lovely loath cat with you, uh, you know, um, Sabine manages to unlock the key, mm-hmm. which shows one of the prettiest star maps I've ever seen. The visuals of this show I am, like, still gushing over. It is, it yes. is pretty. Um, I also like canonically how, like, it has all the, like, extra with it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, that's the star map. That we saw in Star Wars Force Awakens. That is the star maps that you get to navigate when you were playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm so glad that they're like, no, it has a design. Mm-hmm. It can be pretty, but it, this is what they look like. Yeah. This is how they function. Go ahead. Um, until the star map reveals the location of where Thrawn and Ezra ended up going on their great Purgil adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a different galaxy. Yeah. Which... I, after watching the first episode, I took a five minute pause between episode one and two, just the process. What the hell just got dropped on us? Mm -hmm. A different galaxy, a different, not the unknown regions, which I thought this is where the show was. I thought they were in the unknown regions somewhere, you know, maybe somehow they got back to like the Chiss Ascendancy or in that, in that kind of spot. But no, a different galaxy. So that, and that was going to be, that was going to be my thing. And I guess we'll get to that in like the second episode, but we'll, yes, but you see a different galaxy. Mm-hmm. And then HK shows up. Yep. And has to deal with a filthy meatbag. Yeah. <laughs> HK humor is uh, unparalleled, by it the way. Is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And first of all, um, you know, while Sabine is being held by the first droid, uh, the second droid just goes in there and wrecks her crap, man. I mean, that was a that was a standard demolition job. I am honestly surprised that we didn't get a herald that she was a Mandalorian when he was shooting the desk where everything was and a blast didn't like ricochet off the helmet and like, yeah. hit him. That's my only like, I'm surprised we didn't do that, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, now Ahsoka's right. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have taken the artifact off the, off the ship because stuff like this happens. Um, but, you know, she managed to get out of the droid's out of the droids um grip mm-hmm. you know takes the one to town i think gets a couple of shots in the leg gets down to the to the base of the control tower and then there's shin who had i think like three lines the entire episode maybe three maybe maybe what, even what, two. what happens when thrawn gets here and then like something there um oh why do we listen to her so shin gets there i want to go back like a little bit before mm-hmm. one of the things that, that felt like because plot was uh Balin skull. So what happens here is Ahsoka is taking the artifact to uh, Sabine Wren to figure out because she can figure out puzzles and she likes art. Yep. Uh, Balin skull, re- uh, you know, goes ahead and uh, rescues uh, Morgan from season two of the Mandalorian. Or was that season one? Uh, no, there's season two. Season two. Uh, they they, re- they they rescue her, and one, we learn she's a night sister. Which, uh, that was a big, that was a bomb being dropped. I don't know why I never 
guess that in the, in the Mandalorian or maybe I don't think I ever saw anybody really bring it up. They didn't. She, all we knew was that she was a governess yep. or governor who had close ties to Thrawn. Yep. It makes sense that she's not just a human. And I like as this show has gone on, like when we see her, I'm like, oh, her hair is getting gray. And then I'm like her. It's like the opposite of her roots are showing the dyes coming out. Mm hmm. And like she's getting paler, like, oh, you were wearing some serious foundation. She's getting markings as the show's going yeah. on. And I was like, oh, cool. You've been like it gives you something more here. And it also establishes, oh, Marin's not the last night sister. There are night sisters elsewhere. How many of them are there, though? That's the real question. Because their numbers have got to be pretty shot after Grievous went ham um, on Dathomir because he went ham. Was it? It was Grievous. It was Grievous. Yeah, okay. Grievous we, we, was. We've had this conversation. This was, I think it was one of the Grievous's only true displays of martial pat prowess. Yeah. Um, like the Grievous you wanted to see more instead of the one who just got absolutely yeah. routed by uh, Obi-Wan every single time. Um, <laughs> Coughed his way, took an escape pod, rinse and repeat. Time to uh, abandon ship. <laughs> um, Put the hat and cape on him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, so they go back there and the, one of the few things that, that I'm also going to like, and, like this is minor. Like I said, wait, hold on. One just quick question. Who do you think knows more about lightsabers? Ewing or Grievous? Who has a bigger collection? So collection doesn't mean no more. I think if a lightsaber broke, Grievous couldn't fix it. Are you sure about that? Positive. I don't know, man. He's. How do you really think he takes them apart? <laughs> they're, they're war trophies. Like, uh, it's like oh. what's his name from uh, it, who was who was taking the war trophies uh, when they were trying to figure out which clone was leaking information, and he had the droid. Fingers. Oh, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he could take them off the hand, but he didn't take apart the finger. Yeah. Well, I was just I was just going to say that all the General Grievous memes influence me. You know, yeah. it's like every every scene you see a lightsaber being thrown or something. General Grievous comes out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, um, um, you were saying. But. They, they uh, Morgan sends uh, is like is like send, send, send your apprentice to Lothal. And she's like, why? And Balin just goes, oh, that's where Ahsoka's former apprentice lives. It was, it was one of those things like, how do you know that? Where the fuck have you been? And hey, yeah. Yeah, how do you know this? Like, it, and especially because in a little bit of a later scene, Morgan's like, what do you feel? And he goes, her presence in the force eludes me, eludes me. However, her uh, determination is, is like palpable. It's, it's ever present. And it's just one of those things. I'm like, that it, it, like I said, it's the only, it's one of the only other points where I'm like, because plot, I was gonna say great way to describe Ahsoka though. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you know that though? <laughs> and that's one of the only points. Like it's it's the several years ago, which just bothered me. Yeah. And then that point where I'm like, and how do you, you know, because Ahsoka's obviously learning about Balin for the first time. It's mm -hmm. like you know, got the hologram from Hera, and you know, Huang's looking at the lightsabers. Yeah. And so like this is obviously her first time, you know, wondering who she's dealing with, but. What the hell? But I guess that really displays that Balin has the ability of foresight or some sort of he has like maybe premonitions. His his abilities in the force are very he's very attuned to the force, um, which makes me really sad that we're not going to see Ray Stevenson in the next season because, you know, unfortunately he passed away um, because just through two episodes, I 
really enjoy the scenes with Balin. Yes. He's um I also have a soft like a soft spot for um you know, older Jedi with uh like a class to them. That's why I'm a like a Count Dooku apologist. <laughs> That's how I label myself. I I will ride or die with Count Dooku. Count Dooku was right. And so, you know, Count Dooku was better in Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Count Dooku was done more justice in Tales of the Jedi than he was in Episode 2. I think he was done more justice in Tales of the Jedi and Episode 2, but kind of was displayed as really, truly evil in Clone Wars. I don't think he was done justice in Clone Wars. That's my... Clone Wars, Clone Wars he was, but it was also like, oh no, there's been like... There, there were just points where it was... He kind of felt power... Um, like you, you could just sense the power and the betrayal of the Sith, yeah. especially well, when you get the ideals of what he was supposed to be. Fighting you, for. you never got to read or listen to to Dooku Jedi Lost. Though, I need did to, you? yeah. You ah, uh, we have for for all the lovely listeners out there. Um, I go back and forth with Chris on this because uh, Dooku Jedi Lost is arguably one of my favorite Star Wars books to ever exist. Yeah, you write it down. I, I buddy. Will, you write I will, it down. I will write, I'm, I've been talking to Mrs. Play about getting an audible for my drives. I so, I will gift it to you, right? List I password, my credit card information. It's all going to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, I believe they won like a few awards for their audiobook production because they had like it reads like a screenplay. Um, so all the roles are like fleshed out and, and yeah. Like, but off track. But I have a soft spot for those Jedi who carry themselves in not a wholly evil kind of look. It's it's not just a Sith power the rule of two my power was all but absolute mm-hmm. like it, it there was decorum there was honor there was nobility exactly and big big on the honor what do you think about huang's uh so huang what so for those of you who haven't watched rebels and or clone wars huang is the droid that has been around since post high republic pre He's he's a, a few thousand years old. Oh, okay. But he is the droid that helps every Jedi youngling build their lightsaber. And what that means is he has an extensive knowledge of every lightsaber that has ever been built within the order. Go ahead. He was created around 25,000 BBY. Five years after the Jedi Order was founded. I thought he was only like a few thousand, like maybe you get to the old Republic kind of era, but that is old. How are you 75% original parts I over 25,000 years? It's, it's like people say now, like, oh, like look at all the original parts in this thing. Like they don't build them like they used to, but they also used to be screaming metal death traps. Like that's just, that's just how it is. But, oh my God. People still have their Hoover vacuums from, from back then. So, or Dyson vacuums. Yeah, like, fair, but, oh my God. Um, so also he, shout out David Tennant who voices him. Oh, he did voice him again. Yeah, that yeah, it's Tennant. Okay, but he's how how to me it was so awesome, and that this is what really made Balin like I'm more excited for you. Mm-hmm. Is he sits there and goes, he had both these lightsabers were constructed, and how I teach yeah down to the letter to build a lightsaber. One I recognize, one I don't, and to me it was like. Once again, we're getting, no, this thing from the Jedi mm-hmm. was really awesome. Yeah. And 
this is how you should learn how to construct a lightsaber so you can feel it and it becomes yours compared to, you know, how Ezra built his first one, which was uniquely his. <laughs> it's really cool. But also it's, Blaster Saber. Actually, I love that thing. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bummed that he went traditional. And I know me too. But but to me, it was like, oh, this is a really cool. Like, once again, we're on the spectrum of gray between the Jedi and the Sith. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. We, we, we've danced around it. And that, this is all still the first episode. Um, back to the fight scene. Yeah. Fight scene. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, Sabine can hold her own. You can see some of the training that she got from Kanan and then later from Ahsoka. Obviously, she's not up to date on her. Not uh, practicing. No, not at all. Uh, holds her own. I mean, tries her best to hold her own anyway. But duel will last maybe like five minutes tops, though. As Ahsoka's like speeding to go, you know, to go save the day or try to save the day. And um, loses the yeah. duel. And I know Qui-Gon's out there raging because yet another Star Wars character gets a gut shot. Oh, yeah. They invented back to tanks like, you know. Ten minutes after <laughs> your battle with Darth Maul. I sat there after that scene. Granted, granted, Sabine's was pretty on the side, so I don't think there's a lot of uh I think important. that's close to where the liver is. Like right here. Hang, hang on. Hang it was on. it was I think it was far enough on the side where like it didn't, you know, hit anything super major, but it's still a gut shot. And like poor Qui-Gon, man. This this dude just Ever since The Phantom Menace, so many people have been getting gut shots and walk away from it. But no, the <laughs> most... In- sister gets it twice? <laughs> the most important Jedi Master that would have been the key to the whole next 15 years or so, gut shot, gone. Immediately out, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I feel for Qui-Gon all the time when I see stuff like that happen. And... um. Yeah, no, so loses it pretty handily, and then that's where the first episode ends. Knew she wasn't going to die, because yeah. it is, you know, I don't want to say plot armor. There, there was maybe, like, a little bit of, like, worry. Because I, uh, I don't think you saw, I don't think you saw scenes of Sabine in the trailers past what we had seen her in episode one, no, so. I, I, which Shout I, out to trailer makers, too. They're good with it. Oh, I think really the only thing we saw of her in the trailers was, like, her with long hair and her on the speeder, but we didn't know why. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping Mrs. Play checks her phone. I, I asked Mrs. Play, was Sabine stabbed anywhere important? She was a biologist. Oh. She would know. <laughs> no. Other than the gut. Like, was, was there really anything there? <laughs> um, the, but yeah, that, so that went on, that fight happened, and I'm watching it the entire time, and I am sorry, you said the apprentice's name, I lost it. Uh, Shin Hati. Shin I forget what Shin stands for in Japanese, but I'm pretty sure that they're going for like, I think it stands for new, if I'm not mistaken, because hmm. Kwame is awesome or extreme. Um, so I think Shin is new. Uh, anyway, um, well, see, you've always had a leg up on the Japanese stuff. I just watch a lot of anime. Um, Get it because Shin. Shin. Shin Godzilla. Shin. Uh, Shin. Shin isn't like your Shin. Oh, okay. oh great. I didn't even land. All right, oh, anyway. a leg up. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, dude, that was <laughs> It's been a long day. That's good. This is what I'm getting kicked out of the podcast. No, this is my press. I I love (laughs) me a good pun. I got it. Um, One, her... It almost felt like... Because... 
I think we're going to see her something Ahsoka's already gone through and something... Because the ultimate is going to be her and Sabine, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to be the two that have to fight. And it's going to be, well, which apprentice is better? And does the Force matter? Spoiler Um, alert, I think it does. (laughs) I mean, it should matter more, honestly. I'll I'll have a thing, but we're going to save that for the end of the podcast. Um, Because I I was talking about that with Mrs. Play last night. And uh, but we'll get to that. Um, Sabine fights extra sloppy. She also isn't wearing any of her Mandalorian armor. Uh, oh, liver and intestines. You kind of need those. So uh, yeah. the liver grows back. It's the future. But, but you yeah. have Bacta. You have Bacta. Bacta. Yeah, Bacta. So, you know, anybody addiction. who's watched our Republic Commando Let's Play. Bacta, hell of a drug. <laughs> I owe you a nice long soak in the Bacta <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> this is great. The uh, but her one she she fought really sloppy, and y- Sabine. Yes, she had the characteristics, but at no point during this was I like she wasn't. She was never Sabine in the first episode, or she was. She wasn't Sabine when we met her, mm-hmm. and I like the long hair. Like, yeah, she was running away because she doesn't like public speaking. Yeah. But she wasn't running away to gallivant and have an adventure. She was running away to hide. Yep. And that feels very different from the Sabine we got to see in Rebels. Like, she ran away from a lot of her problems, and she she admits that a lot, but she... Grew from them. Yeah, and eventually she comes back around to them and, and things happen, but I think that that is of vital importance that she ran to hide in this. So while yes, she looked like Sabine, the actress did a great job giving me everything Sabine. She wasn't Sabine yet, or she wasn't like the Sabine we knew. Yeah. And a I, shell I, of a shell of whatever had happened between the end of rebels and the start of Ahsoka had really shaken her to her core to her core. And somebody like Sabine isn't, isn't the type to, to really mention that, you know, she's in calm and, classic Mandalorian uh, taste. They're not the most talk about your feelings. Yeah. Kind of people. I don't know. So. Grogu I fucking love my dad. <laughs> um, I am. So. First episode all in all. How'd you feel? Oh, loved it. Um, from. From how the show looks. It's beautiful. I mm-hmm. can't say that enough. Um, it was nice seeing, you know, everything from like the Republic cruiser to how um, Ahsoka's own Jedi star cruiser looks, which was beautiful, by the way, it almost kind of felt less. Less like a ship that was crafted during the Republic in the prequel era, and it almost kind of felt more High Republic esque with um, had like a lot of florals on the floor. Um, things looked a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. I think it's a a T6, if I'm remembering my Star Wars ships correctly. I might not be. Uh, something you see very commonly in not only the prequels, but the Clone Wars as well. Um, I'm also a huge fan of like the rotating. Any, anything that rotates. Oh, for, yeah. Like the Mantis in, yep. in that. Like just the, like, oh, it's up. And then, it, oh, this is how it. Yeah. I love that. Or even like, uh, you know, uh, the Slave One or a, what do they call it now? The Fire Spray, right? Oh, did it get its name changed? It did, yeah. I thought it got changed to Boba Fett's ship. I I understand if they changed it from the slave one. We don't need to like be like, oh, he's a slave trader. Yeah. Um. Um. The fire spray. Yeah. 
I think that's what they call it. I think I can't remember, but it is, you know, it's Boba Fett ship. Um, yeah. So the visuals of the show, really nice. I've liked where the story's going. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime that you have an artifact that's getting dug up from something very old or you need to go find something, count me. I'm in. I like, yeah. I like finding things. Um, Hera, who we didn't really touch much on up to this point, because I think she plays a way more of a present role in um in the second episode. Yeah, loved um Winstead's portrayal of her. I think maybe the only thing I would like to see is Hera was a lot more outspoken. I feel like the way that you know Winstead plays the character, she's more mellow. But that that could also just be like a I'm older now kind of. I'm a parent. Like, uh, so are you a parent? We don't know. <laughs> um, I really, I like how the show's being set up. Yes. Um, I liked it a lot overall. The whole, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. Okay. About the whole different galaxy thing. Because, and I said, I said this last night when I was watching it, but this is how you get Chris Pratt in Star Wars. Like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's how you get. Technically, I know like Earth in the in the in what was it? Earth is the cradle of humanity mm-hmm. for Star Wars, but a, a Sith picked it up and moved it to hide it or something and put it to another galaxy, and that's I'm, how it got here. I've never heard. Of yeah, it. that that is like that's that's a uh, super bullshit. We couldn't talk about the Clone Wars um, legends. Ah, uh, so like it, it's not. I don't think it's canon. I, d- I doubt it's canon. In honestly. current? Yeah. But... I don't yeah. think I would want it to be canon because for me, the the premise you need to stick with Star Wars is that it's in a galaxy a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. I don't like the whole jumping galaxies part. Also, because you have the unknown regions of the current galaxy they're in that need to be explored more. But I think that's that's being left up for Cal Kestis. That's being left up for... Thrawn. Thrawn. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because... Timothy Thon- Zahn's... Uh, New Thrawn novels, by the way, are worth. I've worth heard a read. They're, they're good, and since you since you've read those, we'll get in, so we're going to end that. So you liked episode one? I did. A little nervous. Lit, yeah, a little nervous about where it's being taken. But if there's anything I know about Dave Filoni, is that he's the biggest caretaker of everything Star Wars. So I tr- I trust him. Yeah. You know, there's very rare times where Filoni misses. So I don't know. I think it's the mess of the thing he gets told to do things, and then he uh. He has to have a fight with people, and that's that's a that's a podcast for after this yeah. entire series <laughs> is done. Um, okay, so we wrapped up on that. So episode two, oh, what do you think of the names of the episodes? By the way, let's let's go back because the the episode was episode. Uh, let me pull that up real quick, guys. In my Ahsoka, ah, yeah, because I know the second one's Toil and Trouble, which I thought was funny. I thought it was it, it was really good. So the first one was Master and Apprentice, which yep, I thought fits. was really cool. Rule of two, we had two of those. Um, and then, yeah, Toil and Trouble, which I liked because we're seeing... Uh, sorry, guys, I'm actually really tired. Uh, we're seeing Morgan be like, huh. What is her actual name? What is El- it? Yeah, it's Elspeth Morgan. Is it Morgan or Morgan? I think more. I think it's. I thought it was just Morgan. I think Morgan's one of the characters from uh, Rebels, the really ugly one. Um, 
Ugh, that guy is disgusting. Ahsoka. Uh, so there's a reason I'm asking that. More okay, there's just Morgan. Uh Sorry for the brief silence, guys, because I'm just pulling two things together. So, if I was to guess right now, mm-hmm. Jedi Knights, we know, is based off of Athorian lore and a few other things. Mm-hmm. Morgana is King Arthur's sister, who's a witch and is ultimately his downfall. Oh. So, her name being Morgan and her being a knight sister and using witchcraft toil and trouble if it's not the bible it's shakespeare double double toil and trouble yeah called yeah so that that that's just what i was putting together go ahead um so we get to episode two mm-hmm. and it is surprise sabine's recovering sabine's recovering she, she she's fine um you know got shots back to you know hell of a drug get help if you guys are on it um <laughs> I have I have a crisis care hotline. I'll I'll dispose of that for you too. If you need if you need someone to get it out of your life. Oh, <laughs> oh my! God. But so anyways, yeah. Uh, Sabine's recovering, and Ahsoka leaves her like again. This time, yeah. While well, she's recovering in the, in the hospital. hospital. To be fair, like someone got away with the map that Sabine solved, and the droid figured out. Yeah, how to like I I understand, but dang, come on. Um, so yeah, opens up Sabine's in the hospital. Ahsoka leaves to go back to the Lothal communications tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was really cool that Ahsoka has the ability to feel events that had happened previously in like a distant, in like a distant kind of sense. I forget the, um, I forget the exact it's a force echo. It's force sense. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. I want it to be because it just happened. Sabine was having a dream on it. She could feel the dream. Yeah, which was super cool. I do not want it to be that Ahsoka can just do this. Could you imagine if Ahsoka was there for Anakin to feel his dreams? Just saying. Would have been nicer. But anyway, (sighs) maybe Ahsoka could have been there to be like, hey, I think Palpatine's evil. Anyway. Hey, you're married, aren't you? Because they're... There's some pretty explicit things in the <laughs> You're like, you're like Palpatine's evil, and I'm like, or is he thinking about his hot senator wife? Like, <laughs> there are only two ways that's gonna go. Anakin, Anakin's a, Anakin's a simple man. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I thought the Force Echo was really cool. I thought it was fun. Um, the fact that Ahsoka just kind of hedged a bet to think that, oh, maybe the droid's still there. I'm assuming. How many were I, it was like, how many were there? There were two because um, in the first episode, Sabine shot the legs of the one that was holding her. Yeah. And then ran for the. I thought she shot him again. Maybe shot him again. Sure. But definitely not like a kill shot for a droid of that caliber. OK, like it's an it's an HK kind of model. So obviously you don't you don't. um, You really got to go for the head and with them. Um, so. <laughs> I thought it was cool seeing Ahsoka in the communications tower going through um, some of Sabine's stuff. And then the droid pops out. 
makes such quick work of him. You know, I just love the line. It's like, oh, I thought you'd still be here. Yeah. They never went to go back to pick up the droid. No, they had what they wanted. I don't know why they would pick up the droid. So that maybe they, you know, wouldn't be tracked. Uh, this is this is something I think we're really going to, to touch on. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what is going to really change the way. The, I, I think uh, Shin, Shin Hase, is younger than we think. And I don't think she fought. She didn't fight in the Clone Wars. Oh, no. She's young. She's like uh, probably younger than Sabine, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think she might be like four or five years younger than Sabine. So probably I'd say, I'd say even more, maybe like six or seven. You know, like I don't know I'm seems- thinking like growing up as the rebellions being fought. Because, yeah. I mean, she doesn't look that old being trained. She's being classically trained, but her at her current power, even though she's probably very formidable, is is not going to be anywhere near as strong as either Ahsoka or Sabine had Sabine been fighting like as Sabine, like not 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 this person who's just angry with a lightsaber wielding yeah. like a club. Um, I did like the fact that it's like she didn't practice. Nowhere near Ahsoka, though. Like, can we? Ahsoka is a duelist. I mean, took down Maul in single combat. I mean, we're, we're going to get back to that. We, yeah, we're going to get anyway. back to that for the end of the episode. Because I'm going to say something and it is going to come across as blasphemous. But I want it to be heard out. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for that one. Yeah. We'll keep you nails by the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so I, I like the fact that Ahsoka leaves and um, she goes to Corellia. Yeah. Um, you know, the conversations with Hera about Morgan Elsbeth's dealings during during the um, Empire. Yeah, during the Empire. Obviously, you know, they touch base, say that she's a close ally of Thrawn. And then it comes out that she had dealings on Corellia, which does not surprise me because whoever controls the galaxy controls Corellia at the, at the time. So, you know, you have industry for the empire and then you had industry for the Republic afterward. Um, Corellia is also subsequently, we saw Corellia first when in solo, right? Yeah. It was the first time we ever really saw uh, Corellia. Yeah. Cause you know, I forget the, the adoring name that, that, uh, Hans called when he was younger. He's like a like a rat from yeah, Philly, something like, like that, a yeah. street rat, basically. Um, that entire sequence when we get to Corellia is one of my fa- not only my favorite parts of the episode, but my favorite part about Star Wars. Okay, so yeah, uh, they go to Corellia. Um, I love the fact that we get to see the Phantom. I love the fact that we get to see Chopper more on him in a minute because love him. Favorite little terrorist. Oh my God. He just commits. You think R2 commits war crimes like Chopper? Chopper does, does not care. Yeah. Um, R2 defends himself. Yeah. Mm, Chopper's cold blooded. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an OG. He's like, yeah, he's a gangster, honestly. Um, no. So yeah, they get to Corellia and I love the fact that they're looking into if Morgan Elsbeth's dealings were ever shut down, which who didn't like, you might want to make sure of this, like of, of what's going on. And that's in this kind of aspect. 
Um, but a- again, it plays into the New Republic's kind of cockiness of we defeated the Empire. This is over. Nobody would turn against us. We're 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 it. We're him. You know, <laughs> I'm going to say something right now. Mm-hmm. Toyota. OK. Mitsubishi. Yes. Um, Where are you going with this? If this doesn't have the payoff I want, I'm going to be. Oh, it will. Uh, yes, they're cars. They're car companies. They're car companies. What do you think they did during World War II? Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what they still do? <laughs> Guess what they're still like? They still make shit. Like, so to me, it, was, it wasn't a failing of the New Republic or the cockiness. It was the necessary evils. And when we see the one guy who's played by the loser from House, Love him. Um, the, the, the the chief guy of the, the area who's like guiding them around. Like, I'm really busy. I'm a general. Yeah, fine. I really can't. I can't argue with you. But he's, he's said, in house. Yeah, he's in house. Oh, I didn't know that. He's one of the doctors at house. Oh, um, he. Mm. They sit there and go, aren't you worried about like this? He goes, no one cares here. All we care is, you know, how big is your pocketbook? Yeah. Going back to the cloners. So to me, it wasn't like it wasn't. They're super arrogant. I think. They didn't do a good job. They got lost in the shuffle. And the the joy of the Empire was that everything, everything was established. So the Empire was voted into power. But like so many other rebellions, and like this is a thing that uh, like George Washington says, like, you know, fighting a war is easy, but rebuilding after you win. And you have to think how much of it did they have to dismantle that would have been from yeah. the Republic so well that that gets into my favorite my favorite part of the episode is that once again you have you shed light on what it's like to be an ordinary person in the galaxy because yeah. it directly parallels what we go through on a daily basis as just regular citizens is that you're right i mean as long as you're being paid comfortably you don't really care about the bigger political fight in your respective country, because as long as you can make it like, you're more focused on making ends meet and, and dealing with my HOA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's something that immediately bastards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it was touched on really well in the bad batch. Um, when it shed light on some of the first human stormtroopers is that, you know, the empire is giving you, you know, you're being well paid. You're getting basically space healthcare, you know, and you're it's a stable job for you and your family like stormtroopers aren't inherently evil they're just trying to make a living you know for for them their family i mean it was it was tied up again in rebels where it's like yeah. hey it was also you- tied up in uh uh Mandalorian. no Sorry. uh robot chicken too if you've watched the star wars robot chicken um episodes i think it was like daryl dave dave the stormtrooper he yes, like brings yeah. his daughter to work yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a son who'd be about your age now. <laughs> um, but that that was what I really loved seeing, and you know, you're right. That's you know, and that's part of the galaxy. The only thing that matters is how big your pocketbook is, you know. And when he says, you know, his like, where do your loyalties lie? He's like, my loyalties are to my investors, my shareholders. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's uh, he also. Drop the perfect line of you'll find 
you know, former imperials at every level of the New Republic government, which is so unsettling. Yeah. But it also really goes to show why something like the First Order was allowed to to rise with very minimal resistance. I mean, you had like Leia sounding the alarm like, hey, maybe we shouldn't, you know. Yeah, we should probably deal with this. And it also goes to show, uh, wasn't it dropped in the episode two that like Mon Mothma had um, had uh, demilitarized like 90% of the Republic right after right after the Battle of Jakku. I don't know if it was explicitly said in, in yeah, Ahsoka, but, but that's that's how it happens is that Mon Mothma makes peace with the Imperials after the Battle of Jakku, allows worlds to stay under imperial, um, imperial control if they if they want to. The only stipulation is that those Imperial worlds are not supposed to have a military of any sort. Yeah. And then she basically goes and says, oh, crisis averted. Let's just go ahead and demilitarize all this stuff that we, you know, this new Republic so that we can start fresh and not have to, you know, restore the galaxy to what it was like just before the Clone Wars, which is a big mistake doing something like that so early on. Yeah. It, and that's, and that's the thing. Like we think about how big our country is. And we think about like, okay, we won, we won the battle because, uh, at like, uh, uh, so going, this is American history guys, United States history, uh, battle was fought in the Chesapeake. The British were routed, but there were still battles happening well after, uh, oh yeah. After the battle of Yorktown in the, the battle of Yorktown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Cause it, in South Carolina, like people were still dying because word hadn't got to them yet. Yep. And it's big word- galaxy. Yeah, when you get there, like, hey, what are you going to do? Um, you're right. I, I think some of this is just the, well, we've kind of just fought two major wars back to back. So mm-hmm. you did World War One, and then went right to World War Two, uh, almost immediately after. And a lot of people, uh, I was at PAX and someone was explaining how much they hated the idea of the First Order. And I was like, well, I don't understand what you, what you hate about it. You have a bunch of guys in a beer house who were all veterans of World War One, talking about and then some guy comes up and starts like chanting really loud, talking some serious smack. And it gets beaten down there because, you know, uh, people go, we're going to guard this place. And they go and tell the, the police and the police suppress that. But that same guy now has a bit of a following. Mm-hmm. And now he runs. He runs elected for, you know, for for uh, for chancellor. And now you have Nazi Germany. And that's that's a very short, abbreviated version of that, guys. But that Hitler's is, rise to power. Yeah. yeah, Hitler's rise to power. So yeah, it makes sense the first order, and then the fact that it's like we're also still seeing, you know, you're right. People don't care. Like I, I care about what affects me. What's my planet doing? Mm-hmm. Are they raising taxes? Can I afford to feed my children? Yeah. And we get that in the Clone Wars uh, during the um, what what was Greedo? Oh, Rodian. Rodian. I was about to say Ryloth. That's not right. But the Rodian arc where it's like I joined the Separatists because I've asked you all for help mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten it. They're offering me some help. Yep. So, yeah, and I, I'm I'm glad that that's still carrying over because that is what matters. Back to the story. Yeah, so um, as they're, you know, inspecting, you know, Morgan Elsbeth's former holdings, Hera is, you know, overlooking the shipping yard and she notices this huge hyperdrive from a super star destroyer yeah. and for those people who don't know what a super star destroyer is think darth vader's uh flagship in return of the jedi that thing is 
Huge. Especially compared to the other Star Destroyers. Yeah. Like, the because those things, and it's fast, too, because that's what Han Solo brags the Millennium Falcon can do. It can it can run uh, more or less time and more distance than those big ships, which have larger engines that are designed mm-hmm. to chase hackercraft like his. Yeah, and so, you know, she's like, hey, what are you guys doing with this? Because the New Republic's not building anything this big. And um, so the guy's like, oh, well, that's weird. And so like he brings up like the the um, the files and it's classified. <laughs> and Hera's like, unclassified. I'm a general. Nothing's classified. To me. I, I classified. Classified. Um, and then, you know, it gives it to the protocol droid. And um, then Ahsoka, you know adds on to that like oh like have you seen any like I have something along the lines of like oh have you seen any HK droids in the protocol droids like hey wait a minute that that droid is the one who completed me you know prevented me from completing my task I thought that was very protocol droid yeah too. Like, I couldn't do it because of him like yeah. that guy um, and then comes out and they're like really like where's this droid now or like when did this happen it's like oh five rotations ago which is pretty recent and um, and the protocol droids like I had to stop what I was doing because he had special clearance and Hera and Ahsoka were both like special clearance. Yeah. Like how, how does this go? And in the background, you can see one of the, um, one of the operators in the control room of the uh, shipyard. It's like getting antsy and you can just tell he's about to, it's about to pop off. Yeah. Which it does. And he's like for the empire. Ahsoka's like, I don't think so. Um, why would you even try like with it? People obviously aren't used to being around force users um so come to find out that you know these are people who are still working for the empire you know their loyalty stayed with the empire even though the new republic was like yeah no they like they they're loyal to us now like they wouldn't they wouldn't do anything like that and that's that's the that's the reality of the galaxy at this point Uh, we won we 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 did the thing we stopped the evil emperor we stopped the Empire, we took down, you know, Death Stars that could blow up planets, which, you know, that was the whole point of them was like, mm-hmm. fear of this battle station will keep everyone in line. And it's also kind of the idea of like, I had this great job in the Empire and you you took that away from me. Yeah. Like, sure, it was evil, but I was OK. And, and yeah. Um, well, and all the while, while this is happening um, back at the hospital where, you know, um, where Sabine and Huang are relaxing, chilling, you know, having a, have a nice <laughs> time. It. Yeah, kicking it. Um, you know, he is being that very pushy, but not pushy, like almost like a like an elder statesman, because that's what he is. He's like, oh, like it's your lightsaber. And, and Sabine's like, oh, it's Ezra's lightsaber. It's like, no, you modified it. It's yours now. It's yours. Yeah. It's, and the- like, are you keeping up on your training? Obviously, Obviously not. not. <laughs> Um, and we get more info on this whole master and apprentice dynamic between Ahsoka and Sabine. And Huang's like, out of all of the force, out of all the force users I've ever seen in my 25,000 years, you fall short of literally all of them, which is like, oh my God, 25,000 years worth of Jedi coming through. And you can't even be better than one. And that's because guys, she's not force sensitive. And if she is, it's the tiniest of metrics, you know? Yeah. Like the force isn't everybody. Sure. But that doesn't make you force sensitive. 
I'm going to use the force. That's that's not how the force works. That's not how the force works. The force flows through everything. That's still not how the force works. Yes, but no. Um, Feels like the, from Atlantis, I'm a doctor, but not that kind of a doctor. Doctor. More of a doctor. And I think that was a perfect way to describe Sabine. Um, And I think all of the force baiting that was in the trailers, because, oh, God, it was so much of it. I remember the trailer dropping for Ahsoka, and everybody was like, she's a... She's not force sensitive. Yeah, he's not. They wanted you to think about it just to get you to talk about it. Um, I think that was a perfect way to describe Sabine and like what she is. And then also the point you touched on earlier, what Ahsoka thinks the Jedi are and should be. Huang also agrees with Ahsoka. Yeah, which is cool. And yeah, that's because that was the thing. Like I was, I was expecting. He's still very old Jedi protocol there, though. Still, it's kind of hard to change. He he is. He's like it's it's programming. Like, and I, I like that he blames being stubborn on that. But yeah. it's the fact that Huang also he doesn't discount her. He's like, yeah, you're not. You're 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 literally lacking than every yeah, other. You Jedi suck. You suck in, in that regard, sure, but. But, but it doesn't make you not a Jedi. Yeah. Which I, I think it kind of harkens back to like our childhood age. Like, you think I could grow up and if I eat all my vegetables, I could use the force? Your parents are like, yeah, if you'll fucking eat your vegetables and stop talking about Star Wars, sure, go ahead and do this. <laughs> but the things parents would say to negotiate <laughs> eating your vegetables. Just eat your vegetables. <laughs> um, but I thought that that was such an affirming moment because... Huang's like, hey, you're not practicing. Yeah, Ahsoka is at fault for some of this, but you're also equally at fault. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say you can't. I was almost expecting him to be like, I, I told her that you didn't have it. But I was like, that doesn't. That is not a nurturing teacher. Like any teacher who sits there and like tries to goad you into being better, like pushing you and maybe like, you know, th- there's 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 a, a healthy kind of way to to push somebody that is a little bit like have them prove that to you. Cause they're going to prove it to themselves too. Yeah. But he does it in such a nurturing way where he's like, he's like, yeah, you, you don't have any of that, but I'm not going to discount you. I'm not going to say you, you can't be a Jedi mm-hmm. or whatever. Ahsoka will be called whatever it's going toward. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it also goes to say it touches on their relationship. And it's like, well, Ahsoka walked away from me. And it's like, well, it. I'm blanking on the exact words that Huang used, but essentially it's like, well, you guys are both stubborn and hard-headed. Um, and I think Hera had said it at some point, too. It's like, well, that's what made it work until it didn't. Yeah. Um, but I think with Huang's conversation with Sabine in that hospital room, it was a lot of healing in in the relationship and Sabine starts to see her value to the whole thing again. Whereas when we first see Sabine in the first episode, you know, it's like, well, you walked away from me master. Like, you know, she doesn't really see the point of all of it or like, this is never going to work between you and I. But by the time the second episode comes and she has these conversations with Huang, she really starts to see that no, like I do add value to this. I need to be here for her. Like we need to make this work all for the sake of the bigger picture for finding Ezra, for stopping a war, all yeah. of that. Um, and so as Ahsoka's about to throw down with more droids and a Sith inquisitor. Yeah. Uh, 
Merrick, right? Was was the Sith Inquisitor's name? I don't remember. I think it was Merrick. Merrick, I think is is how you. Yeah, it's pronounce. like he never fit. So here's the deal. He he gets sent off to this planet. Go send because because uh, Elizabeth goes goes send him to to Corellia to deal with Ahsoka. See that he doesn't fail, and he goes. Oh, he never does. But it, it brings up this question of the Inquisitors were started because of be, because of Order 66. Like mm-hmm. you took yeah. old Jedi who were now partially trained, competent in the force, competent with the lightsaber or even younger force sensitive people who are then corrupted. Yeah. And Sidious loves doing that. You, tr- you turn them into Inquisitors to not one, not violate the rule of two. Mm hmm. And two to get the dirty work done to make sure all these Jedi are hunted down and yeah, destroyed. they're they're expendable. They're terrifying. You know, you have and they, they all are like, you know, you see them with the helmets like you're all you all could be Darth Vader. The the black, you know, who comes yeah. in um, until he does in, in Kenobi and you're like, um, so that was fantastic. But it was once again like. I want to know how you got here. Yeah, I think the if I had to if I had to put my money on it, he is almost playing in the capacity of a bounty hunter. Because if you think about it, Vader's gone, the Emperor's gone. He, the Emperor's currently not available. Something, for, yeah. Somehow Palpatine returned. Well, he's not returned yet, so he's he's gone in this in this piece of the of the galaxy. For the moment, anyway. Um, so if I had to guess, this is a Sith Inquisitor that probably turned to like becoming like a mercenary or a bounty hunter or some role to fill. Because I think um, Balin said the same thing is that, you know, Morgan paid him handsomely for his help in, yeah. this, in this whole Like he, I cost a lot, but yeah, I'm a Jedi. I'm going to win. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of in the same vein of the Sith Inquisitor being there. Which, seeing the the fight between him and Ahsoka was really cool. Um, Ahsoka was wiping the floor with him, though. Yeah, so I'm... And also taking on an HK, like, not just any an assassin droid, like an HK model, which is still going to be better than the guards with Dooku. Oh, yeah. And the, the assassin droids from that. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to start to get to, like... A lot of people did not like the sequel trilogy, which follows the Dark Empire books, which aren't particularly good. good. No, because it's the cloning of the Emperor. It's the Emperor's starship getting taken over by pirates. It's uh, a bunch of other things. Heir to the Empire. I think I think those books were a mess. All the, of them. Yeah, it was it was a lot to it was a lot to get through. And um, I'm one of the one of the people that really thought that when Disney did take over Star Wars, that making a whole bunch of things not canon beforehand was the only way forward. For yeah. How things were going to work in there. And now you can take the stories, flush them out and then get it all cohesive. So why we have things. Yeah. And you can, you can pick and choose. So that way you can filter out what was kind of sucky and what is great. But yeah, no, um, I think because there's been there's been a very key thing here because you have said Elizabeth was loyal to the Empire. 
Was an ally of Thrawn. Was an ally of Thrawn and loyal to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to say. In the original, in the original heir to the Empire, Balin was set to guard a place by Thrawn, and I don't think was ever relieved. And when he comes back and kind of sees what's happened because he's just been secluded and like stuck on a planet, yeah, he's a little like. I don't think they want to do that because he would have known he knows about the Clone Wars, so he probably knows about the Empire. I think what they're doing now is they're setting up secret apprentices, but it's not the Emperor ha- or Darth Vader having you know 101 secret apprentices for <laughs> yeah. everything. Instead, they're like, I, I would almost say Thrawn had his own like contingent of loyal inquisitors force users Balin, because he's like that wouldn't surprise me i mean thrawn's like a he's a, he's a master genius yeah and i love he is my favorite villain i think across anything he's scary I barely see him as a villain i see him as being on the opposite side of the people that we're rooting for yeah fair but i don't see him as a villain that yeah um i mean and granted his his whole goal even being here is to make sure that the chiss ascendancy is is safe so, like, that's, I know you haven't read, like, the Thrawn books, but in... Is his race the Chiss? Yeah. The okay. Blue. Yeah. Keep going. I'm, um, I'm trying to... But, yeah, he... It's been a while since I need to I need to touch up on those books, but essentially how it goes, the entire reason why Thrawn's in the Empire is that he's essentially seeking allies to help the Chiss Ascendancy in the fight against another like another species in the unknown regions like that's how it goes like so above all else his loyalty is to his people not the emperor yes not the empire not anything in the in the galaxy that we know and love in our part of the galaxy that we know and love it's to his people to his to his culture all that jazz so i think it would make perfect sense for him having a whole bunch of these people on the side so you know, Morgan Elspeth, maybe secret apprentices on Thrawn's side, you know, people who serve him and yes. only him. It makes. I I would almost say that it if it's not like that, I would be confused. So and, and it's only the reason I'm saying that is because like the Inquisitors, because if I'm not mistaken, didn't Vader when the Inquisitors really done their, most of their job? He then turned around and was like, now nah, y'all got to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for doing all this stuff for us. And I, none of you are going to be anywhere near as strong as I am. No. So, yeah, there, there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, Corellia happens. Uh, the, the, sh- the ship that launched with the, the giant hyperdrive is getting away. Hera. And now we get to see <laughs> Chopper for the second time. Oh, God. Yeah. The thing I love about Chopper. Oh, that old thing com- that. Compared to R2 is you know what Chopper's saying every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you move my stuff? Like, no, I didn't move your stuff. And Nicole's like, like the droid's like, because it says like droid beeping. And it's like, did you move my stuff? And I'm like, I knew he's asked, yeah. did you move my stuff? He's always been like that because it's Filoni who voices Chopper, right? Is I'm, it? I'm 95% sure. Um, Yeah, no, it, it is Dave Filoni that voices Chopper. I'm going to, I'm going to double check that. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's the back and forth with Hera. No, you're right. Uh, the back and forth with Hera and Chopper. I was like, yeah, did you move my stuff? No, I didn't move your stuff. It's like, did you check my, like, under the backup batteries? Like, oh, found it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then Hera's like, hey, don't miss this time. And it's like, yeah, that's Cho- Chopper is for those who I for those who need a reason to watch Rebels, Chopper committing war crimes and being a general nuisance is enough reason to watch the show. Um, he he's a he's a menace. Um, and also Hera's piloting is on display. And I just thought of this entire time. It's like a fighter being behind um, like a bomber trying to shoot it down. Yeah. Hera's not even concerned. And I would be so mad if I were like one of the turret pilots, like one of the turret gunners on that ship, because you just keep trying to shoot this ship. And she's just doing like barrel rolls, just like around the entire thing, following it up to space. Like you can't land one shot on the Phantom. Not one. I like the fact that there are lasers that are being fired, but they're still exploding like flak. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, this makes no sense in anything, especially yeah. since we know they have missiles. Yeah. Chopper Chopper has like such a nice throw. I don't know how the ship didn't think that they were going to put a tracker on him with the way that like they navigated around him. Like, oh, like we got here scot-free. They actually get back to um, the planet that that um, Morgan Elspeth is on with Balin. And they're like, like they won't find us here. It's like, how can you be certain? I was like, you guys didn't check the ship or the hyperdrive to look for a tracker. And, I, and I, that's when Balin actually looks into the future and goes like she, her presence in the force is elusive, yeah. but you know, her, her resolve is, is everywhere, ever yeah. present or whatever. How did you feel? So Mrs. Play and I had different, di- different opinions on this. I saw a giant hyperdrive space ring. and was like, Fuck yeah, we need to take a trip across galaxies. Yeah. We need a hyperdrive engine for this again. That thing was massive. Mrs. Play's like, can the Empire do anything else but build another bigger thing? <laughs> and I was like, it, I was like, but you're not, look, you're not they, only, they only did it once and then they made a bunch of smaller ones. <laughs> and people were mad at that. So pick. Well, pick you one. are, you are talking about the Empire that got their first Death Star blown up. And then build a bigger Death Star 2. Was it bigger? It was bigger. Or so it was supposed to be bigger, whatever it was? No, I, oh, it was, it was way bigger. bigger. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. But what if we put, instead of a vent that's small, we put a, a Millennium Falcon size hole in this? <laughs> well, they weren't done building it. it that's a dorkly. Uh, it's, the, it's the guy who builds the Death Star. We'll go into that later. Um, um, the, go ahead. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I was like, oh my God, that thing is huge. They really. I, they how do people keep hiding these kind of projects around the galaxy? Yeah, it's, it's space. How many unnamed rocks do people just not live around? Or it's like I I imagine that I imagine that a planet or a solar system in the Star Wars galaxy is the equivalent of no, that's that spooky street that you don't go on because the creepy lady died there. Okay. That, I was fair. gonna say, yeah, that Death Star 2 is pretty pretty huge. But yeah, no, um, you're right. I I think we're taking a fun little trip here. Where where do you see the next episode of Ahsoka going? So it's going to be the fight on that planet. Mm-hmm. And then... I think it's going to be a slight team-up. Because you know Thrawn and Ezra have to be together. Yeah. I think so. It's the the. Do you know about the abyss yet in Jedi Survivors? Mm-mm. Okay. Um. So we. Thanks know, for not spoiling me. You're good. Um, in front of all the people. You're welcome. I would have um, been sad. Where Where is Zeb's planet? The new. Oh, the uh, new. 
Oh, what do you call this planet? It's in the unknown regions. It's a, it's in the unknown regions. Yeah. So originally, and I, I could be wrong, so I was I was I was double checking this right. Mm-hmm. So there was an heir to the empire when we learned about Thrawn and the ascendancy of the Chiss. There was another race known as the Nogri, Nogri, N O G H R I. Um, and they they were they were like supposed to be the original. If you remember from Star Wars, uh, Republic Galaxy, not Galaxy is the other one. Still the one. The Old Republic. The Old Republic. You learned that the Sith was a race. Yeah. That was wiped out. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be another alien race. That was, they were going to be the Sith, and oh. they were going to be the Sith race. Yeah, but I think that's the war the Chiss are fighting, and I'm wondering if a galaxy far, far away is where the Zepho came from, where all the like big Force sensitive that were like so in touch with the Force that they branched out to like you know be gods among yeah. mortals. So I'm thinking that they're going to go there and back. And it's going to be like, we don't know what's out there. We kind of like this is this is what everything was. And the series is going to. It's going to stop because it's like the realm between, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. is going to be kind of destroyed and there won't be paths to it because that's the only other way they could get to this galaxy. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's that's how hyperdrive um, hyperspace works, is that before you had computers to guide you along hyper like hyper lane routes um back in back in the day you had to have somebody who's force sensitive to guide you to two different like star systems okay. like that's how it worked back you know back in the day before computers yeah before they had the, you had the means to travel yeah, yeah space um that's a that is a great hypothesis honestly yeah I, that they're gonna go here and they're not gonna be able to get like they're not gonna go back like they're not going to be able to get back to that galaxy once they return because of some event that happens, which I think would be super cool. Um, but you also, so I want to ask you a few questions. Go ahead. Along the lines of the of the few, you know, the two episodes that we watched. Um, one we already touched on, like what the hell, Hera? Where where is where's Jace? Where's your kid? Yeah. And also, were you bummed out that that Kanan was not mentioned? And do you think we're going to get Kanan's name dropped at some point? I think we're going to get Kanan's name dropped. I don't think it is going to be mentioned because I think what they're going to... I would be hard-pressed to not see Zeb show up considering Zeb was in The Mandalorian. Yeah. And Steve Bloom was still Zeb. Mm-hmm. And that man can play whoever he wants. Yeah. Um. I would almost... I don't know if Hera will come with them or if they'll kind of get the band back together. Mm-hmm. And instead we might learn that. Why did I think of this sooner? Oh, what's also being built at this time. Starkiller base. What's also also being built at this time. All of the emperors like Exegol star storage and stuff like that. Nope. The what? new Jedi order. Okay. Well, so no, hold on. That was my second question. When Ahsoka 
and Hugh Hang are talking in the first episode, and Ahsoka's like, ah, oh, the Jedi Order's extinct. I'm sitting there, it's like, you've met Luke. He's trying to rebuild the Order. It's not extinct. I don't think Luke knows what kind of Order it is, and it's going to be a new Jedi Order. I think it's the old one is dead. The old one will never come back. But that doesn't make sense, because in the in this, in the sequel trilogy, um, you know, he, or I guess the new trilogy, whatever you want to call it, but... Yeah, well, yeah, sequel trilogy, duh. Anyway, uh, he fails for all the same reasons, essentially. Yeah. So, why would you not... I that, that gives me the big indication that he tried to build the same Jedi Order and failed, so... And that's what I really think they're alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's the difference here with, I think, Ahsoka, where Ahsoka's like, I'm not a Jedi... Because she's like, I'm not going to stick around and help train, train younglings. She says this will train a new generation. Yeah. I don't think she's wrong. I think it will be, but it's going to have all the same follies. I think what we're going to see with Ahsoka is... No, the Jedi needs to be an ideal and a practice. Not in order. Not, not an elitist, like, kidnapping force-sensitive thing. It should be volunteer. It should be like strictly, strictly like selective about it. Yeah. But the person needs to want to do it. How did you feel? All right, we're going to ask you a question. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Oh, how the turntables turn. Anyway, yeah, go for it. Uh, Morgan asked Balin, sentimentality. He goes, oh, it, it would be a shame to kill. It would be a shame to kill Ahsoka as there are so few Jedi left. Yes. And she goes, sentimentality? And he goes, truth. How did that make you feel? It hurt a little bit. He's right, though. I mean, you know, the Jedi used to be an order of over 10,000 knights strong. And then, you know, they got dwindled down through the Clone Wars. And then they got Order 66. And then after that, the survivors who somehow managed to survive that got purged. So, I mean, it is the truth. Um I don't think that Balon has the balls to do it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think. One, also, I don't think Balon like stands a chance against Ahsoka because um, no offense. Ahsoka Tano is a excellent duelist who was drilled so hard by Anakin, the greatest Jedi to ever live. And that is not my words. It's Dave Filoni's words. It's also George Lucas's words. Yeah. Um, so to think that he could kill Ahsoka after all this time, the only one who could kill Ahsoka was Vader, and Vader technically did. Yes, until you know right Ezra, Ezra world between worlds. This whole thing, um, it hurt hearing it though. Honestly, um, while I wasn't a fan of the Jedi leading up to Order sixty six because their order had become so flawed, I think there were still a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did it make you feel? I so uh, one I like the fact that they're acknowledging that there there are few left, mm-hmm. but few doesn't mean it, it. Few is not like three. Yeah, few could be like okay, we're ten thousand strong, and now let's say that there are eight hundred. I'd say they're probably under a thousand. Oh, I don't think they're anywhere close to eight hundred. I think for what we know. Jedi is also, you got to define the term. Are we talking Jedi Knights or are we talking just Padawans, younglings? Does 
does every like would Cal cast this fall under that umbrella despite barely being a Padawan, Padawan when the order fell? Yes. Okay. I'm count. So I'm counting Jedi. Anyone who has any classical training. So to, including younglings who like shut themselves off from the force to not get got by the empire. Yes. Um, I don't think it'd be 800 still. I think you're somewhere in the two, maybe if you're lucky 200. I'm because, thinking it's a big galaxy. That's why I'm going with like 800 because that's, like, that's fair. So, um, I just, Saj Ventress, right? She was a force sensitive trial that was just trained as a Jedi. I would count her because she was classically trained, trained in the beginning. Yeah. So I'm also thinking of anyone else who did. That. Oh, so like technically, like you're including inquisitors under this umbrella then by that logic. Yes, I'm okay. going to include inquisitors. I still think it's a small number. Even Ahsoka herself said something like it. She said, "There's so few people in the galaxy who can wield the Force now." She said that in the first episode um, when they were discussing the the hologram of of Balon and and um and Shin. I think wield the force though and Jedi are very different. I don't think they are. Just because I can get angry and I can throw my hands and like push somebody back. Yeah. I would not say I'm wielding the force. I think you are because I think wielding the force implies control. Yeah. It's okay. semantics. Yeah. But okay, that's fair. I'm saying Jedi is anyone who's classically yeah. trained. Large galaxy, eight hundred comfortable. Where where are you going with this though? I think I think what this is going to lead us to and what I would be happy with, like after the High Republic and after the First Order, because I think the First Order is going to be contained. I think it's going to be like it's going to be an area of the galaxy where it could do the most damage. It's going to kind of be because now it's it's, it went from World War One, World War Two, and now we're going to go directly to Civil War. How close were are the two capitals in the United States? They were right next to each other 100 miles yeah so i think that's what we're i think that 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 the first order happening isn't going to be in that big of a space especially when we talk about luke just fucked off somewhere and no one could figure out where it was (laughs) classic luke yeah um so i i i'm i'm expecting more stories that are isolated pockets of a different kind of Jedi. Yeah, I I can see that happening. I also think Ahsoka is going to do a lot of great work propping up the sequels. Because if you think about it, I, I really do hope that the kids of today that are growing up with these new Star Wars movies, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, um, Rise of Skywalker... Um, have the effect of how like the prequels have aged mm-hmm. because you know when the pre you know this more than I because you're just slightly older than me slightly slightly it's just it's, it's I'm okay you with my age. you lived through more of the 90s than I did I did um through all of the 90s you could say yeah well, yeah you were yeah you were yeah okay <laughs> um but you you got to witness firsthand the hatred of of how the prequels were received which um the heck heck the people who sent death threats to actors in those days like what okay you weirdos some of y'all need to calm down too yeah exactly um chill out chill out for a second but a lot of that same hate is present with the sequel trilogy right now Mm -hmm. and i really hope that in 15 20 years people are going to look back on those movies with you know like the rose a little bit of goggles rose colored glasses yeah yeah with like the nostalgic at, like I hope the nostalgia kind of 
feeds into it. Mm-hmm. But also, I think that with all of the Star Wars content coming out, it's all propping up the the sequel trilogy to give the context that it really needed in in the movies. Especially, I don't have an issue with the first two movies of the sequels. My issue squarely rests with the pacing, the sprint of the, the cuts, movie. yeah, all of that. I think, yeah, I think they really. Um, it should have been like a four movie set. Four movie set. Or you really should have taken your time with with the last one. Um, but also that's what happens when you have different directors for the one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, me- me- just messy overall job by Disney. Um, but, I mean, you know, they've had some hits. They've had some misses. It happens. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'd like to see Ahsoka take us. Is I, I want more context. But also I think this is all leading up into Dave Filoni's Super movie, Avengers level movie. Yeah, is everyone needs to come together to. So I'm I'm starting to think if if they go to the other galaxy and there's another, and there's another thing happening there, <laughs> another like it's a galaxy level threat. Yeah. I could see that also leading to well, if all these people knew this, how'd the first order happen? Well, when all of like, because I'm I'm imagining every other Jedi thing, the acolyte, everything else that we get is going to converge over in this part of the galaxy and the sequels are going to happen over here. And that like actually, that is a great, yeah, that's a great and that hypothesis would, too. That would explain how did we get here? Yeah. Why was this allowed to, to, you know, happen? Well, it's because Luke fucked off into another part of the galaxy. Nobody could find him. Yep. All the while, Ahsoka and Sabine uncover this whole thing happening. In this well, other no, he's, galaxy. He's training. He's training people. Well, right still, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. But at, you know, the whole fall of his orders kind of, it's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like all of that's happening, but then you have like, as you said, a galaxy level threat that everybody has to come together, converge to, to take care of. And while they're all taking care of that, Palps is just in the unknown regions, like cloning myself, building up my new Seth empire. Nobody look over here. Found Hexagall. Gonna, gonna use the star forge. Don't pay attention to the guy over here. No Jedi ever went back to Ilum, though. No Jedi ever realized what they were doing to that poor planet. Ilum got done so dirty. That's that is the big thing I really. Ilum was the planet. It was. It one hundred percent was. And and if you would have just said Star Four, like I like there there are older things better. Like you could have all you had to do was say Star Forge. I think people wouldn't have to kill such a sacred planet, though, man. Come on. Um. Oh wait, Ilum. No, Ilum was where they got their their. Yeah, that is that is where Starkiller Base is. That's what Ilum was. Did you not know this? No. Yeah. Heartbreaking, right? But it was it was like, well, it makes sense to get the Kyber crystals if they naturally. Yep. Yeah. Hate to see it. Good news is they exist in other places, but still. Yeah. Um. Okay. Talk about killing the remnants of the Jedi. You didn't have to. Yeah, carve out their Kyber crystal planet for Christ's sakes. But okay, I'm gonna say probably one of the most sacrilege things. Okay, Anakin. Oh, is this is this what you were building? To? Oh, yep. great, Anakin, greatest Jedi ever. Yep. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick and choose because I, I know Freddie Prince Jr. and I have had we we have our disagreements, mm. and he's like the 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 you know the Force chooses as the jedi dwindle the next generation of jedi is stronger because the force needs to build it back out 
So we get Jedi twins, the son of Anakin and technically Darth Vader, the strongest Jedi, best Jedi that there ever was. So you're saying Luke has that title, not Anakin. No, 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 no. I would say Luke in raw potential is one of the strongest force wielders to ever exist. See it killing the purge troopers by crushing them. Mm-hmm. And they have some Beskar armor on them. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to say Luke is really strong. Yeah. I think. Oh, no. Four out of five times in a fight. Luke in his prime would lose to Ahsoka now, even though she's also older than him. That and is not in her prime. Four out of five times. I'm going to say Luke would Whoa. have. Luke would have a lucky chance where he would like mace window it on a, on a woman, like grab her and crush her and kill her. But I'm saying four out of five times Ahsoka wins. Where, where did you come? Where did you, when, how did you show me your thinking to, to arrive at this point? Luke, Luke can use the force, mm-hmm. but he can only really use the basics. The force for Luke is literally lifting rocks. Exhibit A, Yoda. What is he doing when he's training with Yoda? Balancing his hands and lifting rocks. He's starting to learn how to use the Force as an ally in more intricate ways. Mm-hmm. However, what do we really see him use? He uses Force Choke, Force Grab, Force Push. Yep. Albeit that's all that you need. However, let's go to Ahsoka. Ahsoka, who had the full training Classically of a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, more than Luke got. Fair. And Anakin, who we all said was the, who everyone agrees is the best Jedi to have ever lived. I think Ahsoka, with all of her years of experience, not being as strong as Luke. Was and we're still talking winning. about set in the date of Ahsoka, hap- like the show Ahsoka happening. That Ahsoka, right That there. Ahsoka versus Return of the Jedi. Nope. Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Okay, that's so that's so not fair then, because you have to take Luke at the point when Ahsoka happens as well. Because okay, so fine. Ma- I still think it would happen four out of five times. Ahsoka would win. Did you ever play the Battlefront Two campaign? I did not. Did, have you seen it? Parts of it. I have it downloaded. Maybe the next thing that we Maybe, go to. Oh we, yeah. After we do Jade Empire, we'll 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 go we'll do that. So you can. I've really been enjoying Jade Empire a lot, especially our last playthrough of it. But anyway. Luke in around the time, like, you know, Operation Cinder, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Battlefront 2's campaign um, focuses around Operation Cinder and like the fight to stop it, Mm -hmm. um, which leads up to the Battle of Jakku, obviously. Luke makes an appearance in that campaign. um, And you should play it. Okay. Play it next. I really think I'll have to I'll have to go into the comics well to really piece together what Luke is doing between Return of the Jedi and the Ahsoka series. Like, Mm -hmm. I know he does start his order, and we see him in The Mandalorian, you know, found, you know, doing the foundational part of all that, all that jazz. He is stronger. But he goes on a quest to recover essentially every bit of Jedi, like the text, the information that he can. Like, he goes on an artifact hunt, essentially. Uh Uh-huh. And I think what he would learn from these artifacts would make him more powerful. But we, you know, maybe we, maybe we turn this into like a, into a, uh, 
like a bonus podcast of some sort where we bring it to court. <laughs> okay. And you defend Ahsoka. I defend Luke. We go about this. I just, I can't, you're going down a path. I cannot follow. What are you going to force choke me now <laughs> on a lava planet while I'm pregnant with our kids? <sighs> cannot believe you. <laughs> Who's going to be Obi-Wan sitting in there? Like, Nicole. <laughs> Nicole would have to be Obi-Wan Kenobi in this. I'm sure she's very confused. With his thighs all out and everything. Hands on his hips. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my wife. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, since we are at the two hour mark, so this covers two, so you guys get a bonus extra long podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out for this one. Um, How did you feel about episode two? Oh, I loved it. I think you got a lot of the classic George Lucas political intrigue. Mm-hmm. Um, great job displaying what the galaxy at large going through. Um, was really cool. Uh, I think I'm really excited for this show. I think it has all the classical traits that make Star Wars great. Uh, Filoni, of course, did great callbacks to a lot of what was in the original trilogy, some in the prequels too, to like he picks and chooses what to put in, what to keep out. Mm-hmm. Um, some scenes being closer to others. M counts. Don't, don't bring the Minotaurians <laughs> into this. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very, very excited. And I think it's on the same level of excitement for Andor. When Andor was coming out, we didn't get to touch on Andor, Andor a lot together. Really not, that, no. yeah, not publicly anyway. Um, because you you and I have different viewpoints of Rogue One. Rogue One is better for me now, which is good. Yeah, I'm glad you've it, seen. It should be. I'm glad you've seen the light, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, but when Andor was premiering, Wednesdays were my favorite day of the week, just because I got to go home, you know, eat dinner, watch Andor, because the show was so beautifully created for everything from the score uh, to the optics of it, but the character building. Um, it did a really great job showing the rebellion from the viewpoint of the everyday galactic citizen, um, or in this case, like Andor's viewpoint yeah. and like how he was brought up and what he believes in. Beautiful show, slam dunk by Disney. I can't wait for the second se- second season of Andor. And I really think that Ahsoka is doing that for me too, because as somebody who's watched practically every star Wars thing that's, that's come out uh, and somebody who loved the hell out of rebels. I'm getting the characters I know and love going through a piece of like a time period of the galaxy that is not explored in the big picture way yet. Mm-hmm. Like man, obviously like the Mandalorian is happening in this, in this time period as well, but that's focusing more on like the Mandalorian side of things. Yeah. Re- well, like there, the rebellion is not, the Republic's not the only thing building. Yeah, exactly. Like Mandalorian is rebuilding. Yeah, Mandalorian well. reuniting all that jazz. I think we'd have an entire podcast just talking about the rebuilding of the Republic versus Mandalore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I am just going to call this now in our, in our first episode here, but Ezra is definitely a prisoner of Thrones. I think I think the table was totally turned whenever they got to whatever planet, and that he's somehow a prisoner of 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 Thrones. I, I think it's it's going to be a 
Um, it, I, it's not the prisoner's dilemma. There's there's a special dilemma where it's like you're set to guard one person. You need to guard this person because if they get out, there's a great evil. Right? Oh, you think he's guarding Thrawn? You think he's like a... So Thrawn might be the captive, but Ezra's the prisoner because he's stuck there too. Fair. So they're, they're, neither one of them are, and I think that's where it's going to lead to. Um, Figures, I finally start liking Ezra as a character and he gets teleported into space basically by whales, giant whales. The Purge are really cool, by the way. They are. Yeah. And I, I love the heralds to them. Yeah. Um, I love that they had the, a small cameo in Mandalorian. When they yeah, just hyperspace. going to hyperspace yeah. lanes. I was like, sweet. Also, giant way, whales. Love it. Little, little, little terrifying. Like. That there are giant whales while you're traveling. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, well, do, do they follow? Unless they're saying, well, we mapped it out. They, like old school, they mapped it out based on their lanes. Well, didn't. This is just a one technical thing before we go. But in the original trilogy, Han essentially said that like you materialize. Like the way like you immaterialize when you're in hyperspace. That way, like you don't material like you come out of hyperspace and materialize into like a star or sun or something. I think he says like you you go into hyperspace and you don't come out of it. But I think materializes like colloquial. I don't I don't don't, don't know. We'll have to rewatch that. I'd want to rewatch that. We'll have to, you know. But the good news, guys, there. This is the plan. I know we said we we're gonna do it for Star Wars celebration. We didn't. This will be a weekly series for the running of Ahsoka. Yeah, I'm mean, just to tell you the work that got put into it. Both Chris and I had like massive, insane work days, and here we are. Yeah. So, so I'm excited. Um, I'm I'm very excited. I have um, the blessing from the missus to watch it without her. So if wow. she's not here to do that. The blessing. Wow, that's from so, Mrs. Play. That's crazy. Yeah, I can do that and watch it and, and talk about it with you. Because she originally wasn't going to get a chance to watch it last night. And she came down like just as it was starting. Nice. I think for any, I think Mrs. Play is probably going to make the effort to watch it with you regardless because mm-hmm. it's Ahsoka and yeah. it's Rebels. And she is uh, one of the biggest Rebels fans out there. She loves it. Deservedly so. Yeah. But anyway, um, this has been fantastic, Chris. Thank you for having me yeah. on. Thank you for going on a, a two hour, <laughs> a two hour <laughs> process here. Um, as always, guys, if you guys enjoyed this, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, go ahead and please drop a like if you're listening to this on Spotify, if you were listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to Google Podcasts. Uh, it goes a very long way for getting the podcast discovered, uh, getting some help with it. You know, just share, send to your friends who also like Star Wars. Um, yeah, and if you're listening to this on your Samsung Smart Fridge, please give me a soda. Thanks. <laughs> we'll go into that later. Thank you so much for being here, Tyler. Thank I look you. forward to seeing you next week. Um, remember, you're all winners out there. Keep it weird. Have a fantastic rest of your day, everybody.